Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to the Digital Drummer. Um, this is Urban Tech Talk on the radio with Jim Newson. And Jim Newson, hello, how are you, sir? How are you doing this evening, Jackie? I'm doing well. Am I coming through clear? Yes, I can hear you very clear. I'm excited about Great. the show tonight. I've been getting a lot of uh, feedback about Greg. This brother is known from coast to coast. And uh, he's really been doing some great work. I know he's got some interesting things to tell us tonight. Okay. Well, Greg is on the line, so why don't you introduce him while I'll check out some other callers, okay? All right. Jim? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Welcome, Greg. Uh, I'd like to introduce Greg Greenleaf, founder of uh, Blackson Technology an innovator, a digital drummer, and a promoter of technology outside our community. I've been knowing the brother for years, and I'm just honored and happy to have him on the show tonight. Hey, Jim. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Greg. Welcome welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. appreciate it. You know, we've done so many Google Hangouts and, and other things. It's, it's great just to, to hear you uh, from from this platform. Likewise, likewise. Definitely glad to be here uh, tonight uh, on Urban Tech, on a digital drummer Urban Tech Talk on the radio. So thanks a lot for having me. Well, you thank you, brother. You've always been a, a supporter. You was behind the Urban Tech Fair when I first started talking about it two years ago. You've always encouraged me and other brothers mm-hmm. to move forward on our ideas and concepts, and I know a lot of people that uh, respect you and, and that you're mentoring and you're working with. Uh, you know, you are a recognized name in the black online diaspora. Uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about you? I talked about you being the founder of uh, Blacks and Technology, but you also have a for-profit company and other uh, uh, things that you're involved in. 
Yeah, so um, I'm a uh, by by trade, uh, which is my day job. I'm a, I'm a systems engineer, um, and I've been in IT for over 13 years. Um, and I, I work at a data center uh, doing operations, uh, anything from you know networks to uh, systems, uh, security, all that, everything in between cloud virtualization. I'm also the founder of uh, Blackson Technology. Uh, which is an organization that is uh, focused on increasing the visibility, uh, increasing the participation, and also changing the perceptions of African Americans uh, in in, tech, in the technology arena. Uh, it's an organization I started about four years ago, uh, and I started it just to uh, create a, a community atmosphere for uh, for African Americans in the technology space. I just wanted a place where we could go and and talk tech uh, and not be afraid of you know any type of you know rebuttals or anything like that or being flamed as they say on on, on some sites. And uh, I just wanted to create that that community feel where we could just be comfortable and talking about technology, talking about social issues that we may have as well, and just really. Uh, progressing our, you know, our, our talk and, and our conversation uh, about technology. Marshall Daniels and so many people have, have talked about the support that you've given them and the work that you're doing and, and volunteering, mm-hmm. I don't know how you have the time to do all the things that you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, um, you know how yeah, it I is have, with blog talk. <laughs> yeah, um, I have some great people that, that – that, that work with me uh, in helping uh, Blackson Technology, um, you know, get the word out, get our message out, uh, get our mission out about what we want to do and what we are looking to achieve. Uh, namely, Ayori Salasi, she's um, she's been a real big help. She's out in uh, Oakland. Uh, she's the uh, founder of Pitch Mixer. She's also a product manager at Salesforce, and she's just you know, she's been pretty much a godsend. She helps me out, helps me out quite a bit. Also, Jewel Sparks, uh, she's the uh, founder of BitHouse. And, uh, Excuse me, Greg? Out. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, let me see if I can do something there. Um, there's a constant echo with you. If everyone, okay. um, I'm going to play a little query in Springs, and then I'm going to see if I can get rid of this echo, all right? So we can okay. hear you clearly. Okay. One moment. Okay.
Okay, we are back. Um, are are we sounding more clear? Is the back um, the echo gone? Well, uh, I can hear you fairly clearly. Is uh, Grace still on the line? Yes, yeah, I'm she still is. Here. All right, okay, and our Grace. echo is gone. So we're back Excellent. to you, Greg. <laughs> You were giving us um, a, a list of all your uh, co-founders and supporters, uh, the people that you've been working with that have made uh, uh, Black Tech Technology so powerful an organization and a voice in our community. Uh, can you start uh, running that down again because this uh, okay. program is being recorded and is available yeah. for download. So for those people that are listening to it online, let them know who supports you and, and what Black Tech Technology is all about. No, no problem, Jim. Um, yeah, so Ayori Selassie, um, she, she's she been a big help um, for quite a while with BIT. She was a supporter at first, and then she began um, um, working with BIT as a business development consultant. Uh, she's a um, she's also the founder of Pitch Mixer uh, and the co-founder, oh, I'm sorry, and a, um, a product manager at Salesforce. Uh, she's pretty much been a godsend. She's been helping to... Uh, Keep me organized and keep me uh, keep help me with with day to day things and just keeping things going. Uh, Jewel Sparks, she's the um, in charge of strategic partnerships and alliances for for Blacks and Technology. She's also out in out in the Bay Area. Uh, she's been a huge help as well. Um, who else? Danielle Smith. Uh, she uh, she works for PayPal. Uh, but she's also been an integral part in uh, helping with Bit. She's going to be. She's definitely been an integral part in helping with our site redesign. It's coming soon. Uh, and um, uh, there's a, uh, Wavell Watson. Uh, he's been a big inspiration uh, with helping uh, Blacks in Technology. Um, pretty much rounds out, um, you know, all, all the people behind the scenes that's been helping. Uh, I mean, you know, not to mention. All of our supporters and all of our, our bit members and and people uh, who uh, frequent bit and and engage and uh, help you know bit to grow uh, from just from a community standpoint. Uh, one of the things that uh, uh, Jackie likes to do with the show is beyond your technical expertise and your professional. Uh, because mm -hmm. our motto is discover Silicon Valley in your own backyard. Tell us a little yeah. bit about uh, uh, how you got into technology, uh, your high school, your earlier years. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of took a detour route uh, with technology. I, I actually, way back in the day, um, I'd say in the 80s, um, I was, you know, pretty much enamored with uh, computers uh, from watching the War Games movie, Matthew Broderick and him hacking uh, into um, into the government's defense uh, system. Uh, and just from that movie alone, I, you know, I'll, I knew right off what I wanted to do, and that was uh, work with computers. Um, and at the time, uh, you know, personal computers were just coming out, uh, and my father bought me a Commodore 16, not the 64. This was a step below the 64, so it was the 16. Um, and it was just a keyboard, had everything built into this one keyboard. I hooked a little black and white TV uh, up to it. It came with a small book uh, on basic programming. And just being able to... 
uh, create things uh, just by typing on the keyboard kind of, you know, really intrigued me. And um, I was doing, you know, just small things, uh, creating pro. Back then, me and my brother, we were really into uh, into GI Joe, the cartoon, and all the characters. So I actually created uh, like a small character database, uh, you know, with, that had profiles for, for all the different characters. Uh, and and you know, I do things like program it to be an alarm clock for me. So you know, I actually program. Um, uh, like this timing interval, and then I turn up my 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 uh, my black and white TV to the maximum, right? And then at the at, I would calculate how many hours it you know for me to get up, and then calculate the minutes and the seconds and everything like that, and then program it. And then when it went off, it would blare through my TV. So that was my first uh, my first foray into into computers. Um, my computer went on a fritz at the time. Uh, something had happened to it. I didn't know what it was. I actually took the computer apart, which was a big no-no because, you know, when you're small, when you're young and your parents just spent all this money on the computer, the last thing they really want you to do is to take it apart. But something was wrong. It wasn't working, so I took it apart. And uh, this computer actually had a fuse, one of those round uh, cylindrical-type fuses. And... Me not knowing a whole lot about electricity and electronics, I just wrapped the fuse. I just knew that that fuse made a connection, and that if that connection was broke, then that would probably be the problem. I didn't think about, hey, let me just go to get another fuse. I wrapped that fuse in aluminum foil, which is a big no-no. Uh, so I stuck it back in there, and it worked for a time, and then it went on a fritz uh, and didn't work again. So I kind of got out of it, knowing the back of my mind that I always wanted to get back into computers, and it took a while for me to get back into computers. But when I did, I, I mean, I pretty much, uh, I went, you know, went to college for computer network uh, engineering and just went, you know, full ahead since then. You know, I, I got books. I did a lot of self-studying, tons of books, but, you know, bought equipment um, in order to learn and experiment on, uh, created my own lab which actually helped me get my, my first network administrator's job uh, because I mentioned that I had a lab as opposed to everyone else who had uh, interviewed. They didn't want to touch a computer when they got home, and that was my, my first thing that I wanted to do was get on a computer and learn. and you know So um, a lot of self-studying, um, a lot of experimentation, and it just grew from there. And, uh, you know, I started attending... Uh, local meetups, Linux meetups, hacker meetups, uh, and uh, going to conferences, and it just grew from there. And I just wanted to provide that same. When I went to these conferences and I seen the interaction and I seen the community feel, I wanted to provide that same that same interaction, you know, online within our community. So that's what you know, kind of led me to be uh, to to found uh, the Black Technology site. Okay, um, that sounds really great, interesting, and fascinating. Um, you are definitely a lover of tech. So, um, <laughs> so you know, tell us some of your, um, you know, tell us some interesting facts, some you know, special things that um, BIT done, some of the members have done. Um, any um, initiatives that you have going on right now, 
And right before you start, um, Greg, can you first tell us how can people mm-hmm. get in touch with you? How can they find blessings in technology? Okay, uh, there's a, a couple of ways, a number of ways. Um, of course, we have the website. Uh, that's blacksintechnology.net. That's blacksintechnology, all spelled out, .net. Um, you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash blacksintechnology. Uh, we also have, uh, we're on Twitter, so that's Black and Technology, that's B-L-K-I-N-T-E-C-H-N-O-L-O-G-Y. Uh, we also have a group on LinkedIn, so if you uh, go on LinkedIn and you search for Blacks and Technology, it should be like the first group. Uh, we've got, you know, I think almost over 1,400 members there. Uh, there's over... 1,150 members, I think 1,160 members nationwide on the Blacks and Technology site. Um, quite a few Twitter followers. Um, also, you know, if you go to the site, you know, we have a newsletter. You can uh, sign up for the, uh, uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, or you can just contact us if you um, want more information on Blacks and Technology, how you can get involved. Uh, you can contact us at contact us at blacksandtechnology.net. Um, okay. As far as you know, like as far as the the, uh, the membership go, I mean, we we have a wide range of uh, of of people in our membership. Uh, we've got everyone, you know, from uh, software engineers, network engineers, to inventors. Uh, we've got a guy. Uh, his name is Henry. Uh, who he's a uh, brilliant guy, electrical uh, engineer, um, and he's an inventor. He's, you know, he's got quite a few patents out there when, he, when, he, when he's worked for uh, Verizon. Uh, we've got people like Samara Lynn, uh, who's an editor at PC Mag. Uh, I mean, we just got, you know, if, you, if you're looking for a community uh, where you can fit in and where, you know, you want, you want knowledge and resources and things like that. Blocks and Technology is definitely a great community for that because we have people from every discipline in technology as part of the community. Uh, as far as uh, initiatives that we have going on, uh, right now we're, uh, we just became a community partner with um, what's, it's, uh, the thing that's going out going on at Oakland, Startup Weekend Oakland. Uh, this is for yeah. the uh, Black Male Achievement. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's going on in February, February 7th and 9th. Uh, we became yeah. a community partner with them. Uh, we're, uh, we're looking to do quite a few things. Uh, we're going to be hopefully partnering up, partnering up with some people down uh, at, for South by Southwest. Uh, Jewel Sparks, she's going to be heading that up uh, as part of an initiative with uh, BitHouse and uh, Blacks and Technology. Uh, and really what we're looking for this year, Blacks and Technology, is to really expand our reach and really try to, uh, to reach more people uh, on the ground. Uh, right now we have a strong online presence, uh, but what I would like to see more and what we're hoping to do this year is to really start some initiatives, start getting out into the community uh, more and start uh, you know, putting some boots on the ground and start, um, you know, start making progress really. Okay. Um, can you also share with us some share with us some mythbusters? You know, um, a lot of times, you know, um, blacks have done so many things um, and founded and have been the start of so many things in technology. You know, um, 
Can you share with us mm-hmm. a few Mythbusters? Yeah. Um, I mean, just from a, a general aspect is, you know, uh, there was this thing, I guess, going on last year where, where people were saying that, you know, there are no black founders or, you know, where are the blacks in technology? And just from having us, I've come to interact with thousands uh, of people who are in the technology field. Thousands of black people are in the technology field. Uh, quite a few people, uh, blacks, who are founders of technology companies. Uh, and the whole myth that, I mean, this, when I talk about blacks and technology, one thing that I like to always hammer, um, hammer in is that blacks and technology is not about exclusion, right? This is not about segregating us off uh, with our own little corner in technology. This is about a movement to include us in technology, right? Um, And Mm -hmm. so the whole, you know, just because, and and this goes along with, um, uh, you know, increasing our visibility. Uh, There's a myth out there that, you know, technology is only for, you know, the white males or Asians or Indians. And if if I can help and, uh, and I guess, de- just breaking down that barrier and saying, hey, and, and, you know, to our young people and to other people in technology that this is not just for white people. This is just not for, you know, for Asians. This is a, a movement to include us in technology because we are there and our faces need to be more visible so that our young kids, they see us, and then that's something that they know that they can achieve as well. So that's my whole main focus. That's that's the myth that I want to break down. That's the myth that I want to, you know, I want to vanish and, and get rid of is that we're not there. And, and I know for sure, uh, and, you know, just through the interactions that I have every day uh, that we are out there. We just need more of that visibility and uh, more of that participation uh, in order for that, that myth to be busted. Okay. Uh, that's something that we really, really need to um, make clear. And um, share yeah. if you could share some more Mythbusters, especially since you're a black male yourself. Um, first, where did you go, grow mm-hmm. up, Greg? Where did you grow up, Greg? Uh, born, yeah, born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, and that's where I'm, you know, where okay. I reside right now. All right. Mm-hmm. And um, would you say um, all blacks that are in technology, they're you know they're all geeks or everybody's like you know we're these straight A students and you have to be super smart or go to special schools and all? Are is the are these the people that make up black and technology no, or no. all of them like that? <laughs> no, and that and that's a very good. <laughs> A very good question, uh, and that, that's another myth that that needs to be, and and that goes along with 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 creating this visibility because I think the disconnect comes when it comes to our youth is that that's what they see, right? They see that stereotypical geek, they see that you know, uh, white male with with glasses and high waters and uh, you know, socially inept, and I meet people all the time that are, you know, fashionable. Uh, they're uh, lovers of music, lovers of, you know, hip hop, 
uh, and very, very sociable. And uh, that's, and, and you know, it does take a level of dedication uh, to become good at what you do or become great at what you do. But that's for anything. It's even if you, you know, yeah. want to become an athlete or you want to become a musician or you want to become a lawyer or a doctor, it takes a level of dedication to be great. And, I mean, that doesn't change just because of technology. You still have to have that level of dedication. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you can't be who you are. And I always tell people, like, you are the person who defines what geek is. You don't let geek define you. Uh, and so yeah. that's, I mean, that goes, you know, when I, when I, so whenever I can, you know, have somebody on um, a podcast or I can do uh, some type of profile on them on, on our, uh, on a big tech digest, you know, I want that, you know, a picture of that person, you know, however quirky that person may be or however fashionable that person may be, that's what we need to see. Uh, and, and the reason being is because for instance, I, I've seen a, um, a uh, uh, a website not too long ago uh, that was composed of all you know people with PhDs uh, and 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 uh, I can't remember exact but it was some high tech um, they were doing things like uh, you know artificial intelligence uh, some high level engineering and everything all the people in there were white but n- none of them you would suspect would, would be PhDs, meaning they didn't look like PhDs uh, or people with PhDs. They didn't dress like people with PhDs. They were in shorts and T-shirts and sneakers and acting goofy and looking goofy, and yet they're PhDs, right? They, they have their PhDs. And that's something that, that's, I mean, that, that visibility right there, if we could just show our people in our own light, the way we want them to control our own media and say, hey, to these kids, this is not what, you know, being in computers and being in technology is about. It's not about uh, uh, not interacting with someone of the opposite sex or it's not about, uh, you know, being behind closed doors all night, you know, drinking Mountain Dews and eating Twinkies. It's, <laughs> it's, about, it's about us, and, and, and this is who we are, and uh, technology is – all it is is another opportunity, uh, you know, to make you us more economically viable. Yeah, uh, and, and we we preach that all the time at the uh, Urban Tech Fair. Uh, you know, there are so many um, uh, wonderful people doing marvelous things in our community that you never hear about. People such as yourself, Greg, and yeah. uh, you know, we need to, as you say, put more of us out front to encourage and motivate others to emulate and follow that example. I like what you're doing now with, uh, you know, you were talking about how you got involved with technology through Commodore and experimenting with that. And a lot of people don't realize that the whole Mm -hmm. PC movement was based on open source hobbyists such as yourself that were taking machines apart and creating their own programs. And you've got a show coming up now. I'm seeing it today where you're talking about... uh, the new processor, uh, Pi and Robotics? Yeah. Yes, the Raspberry. We have, we have, a, um, we have a, a, a live on-air uh, um, podcast as well uh, called the Bit Tech Talks. And uh, this Thursday um, at um, 9 p.m. Pacific, I'm sorry, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, uh, we're having uh, Don Hayes 
uh, and uh, Dr. Andrew Williams on the show, and they're going to be talking about uh, Raspberry Pis and robotics. Now, Dr. Uh, Dr. Williams is a uh, is a professor at Marquette, and he teaches robotics. Uh, he's a uh, computer engineer, so he's you know I pretty much wanted to. We've had a show about coding. Um, we've had a show on founders, and in, in you know in, in in a conversation when it comes to tech, uh, you know hardware you know seems to be seems to be left out. The electrical engineering part always seems to be left out. We you know we're so big on on coding right now that you know building. I mean, this code still needs hardware to run on, right? So I, w- I wanted to get, you know, the the, uh, the viewpoints of uh, people who are programming uh, or are building this hardware and programming this hardware uh, as well. Um, so I invited them uh, on the show, and they're going to pretty much give us the lowdown. Uh, Dawn, she actually teaches classes uh, – I think they're called makerthons, right? Where they uh, they take Raspberry Pis and they take Arduinos, which are like these little credit card size, you know, computers, pretty much. And and I have one as well, and it's pretty much a, a small like ARM processor, uh, a little bit of memory, uh, some uh, some some flash memory on board, and, and it has ports. It has an Ethernet port, has some USB ports. Some of them have HDMI out. Uh, some of them, some of them have, um, they have uh, many USB uh, ports as well. Uh, mine has um, audio out as well, and it runs a version of Linux. And you know, you can pretty much do just about anything. You know, and it's not, it's not a high power. It's probably 800 megahertz uh, ARM processor. It's not anything high powered, uh, but it's something that you know you can buy for cheap. It's about thirty, thirty-five dollars, uh, and you can have a complete you know, computing environment for about thirty, thirty five bucks. Now this is good for, you know, anyone who's into, you know, programming or development, you know, run you know, you can install Python on it or install you know, any type of language that you want and and, and really get going if if, if that's and, and and there's websites out there uh devoted to doing all sorts of things with Raspberry Pis and Arduinos. I know a, a friend of mine he actually made a game uh, using Arduinos, it was more of a of a drinking game. Uh, but he made a game of it. You know, it had a you know a complete web interface and everything like that. And um, he used Arduino and uh, some other electronics and, and made it a real interesting game. Uh, so well, uh, you know, it doesn't people, the barrier to entry. Go ahead. Uh, a lot of people, such as uh, hobbyists, you know, we were coming up with they used to have those uh, science. Uh, 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 games you could buy at Radio Shack where you put together circuitry and so forth. And a lot of people are not realizing yeah. that the components that you're talking about, like Raspberry Pi and them, are so cheap. And when you start talking about the Internet of everything, where they're incorporating sensors into uh, uh, toasters and trash cans and, and tires and so forth, and everything yeah. is connected vis-a-vis uh, Bluetooth and, and Wi-Fi, the type of components that you're talking about, a young kid uh, or, or even an adult that's sitting at home playing like the old ham radio operators can now begin to experiment and create the next big thing in electronics at no initial uh, uh, startup cost. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's what I'm hoping, uh, that, you know, our talk on, on Thursday 
uh, can you know bring about you know can can drive that conversation um, as, as far as you know hacking hardware and getting you know more people involved in, in that aspect of technology because like I said I mean it's just something that that, that gets lost in a conversation. And when you speak about um, Linux and open source, the new machine-to-machine uh, -machine language is they're trying to create a standard now. I'll be going to uh, the uh, 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 Linux conference here in L.A., uh, and they're trying to create a machine-to-machine a, a -machine standard so that the same language that you write uh, will reach across all different platforms based on open source software. And I know that you're a big open source man. Linux man. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. I, I've been running Linux uh, forever, <laughs> it seems like. Well, I actually haven't heard of that, so that's that's pretty interesting. I, I have to I have to look into that. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll post up something for it, but, you know, you're on the, uh, the cutting edge of this because, as I know, and a lot of people are not aware of the fact, as you say, you've been in the, uh, Linux for years, but when you write mm -hmm. something in Linux, not only do you have the, the open source uh, community, global community, to support your uh, program, but there's no cost or no licensing fee for using it as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, to that point, I mean that it's amazing to me when you know uh, that within our educational system that you know Linux is not pushed. Uh, nearly as much as you know something like Microsoft and and even even Mac OS 10 you know um, and you know operating system for free uh, a lot of tools tons of tools that you can use tons of programs and software that you can use that are absolutely free uh, it, I mean it's a really low and, and on top of that there's not all the uh, um, extra maintenance, you know, with virus protection and, and things like that that you have to uh, worry about since, you know, uh, most of the, most of the, um, the, the viruses and, and things out there are targeting Windows machines to begin with. So, you know, whenever, even when I help, you know, uh, a family member out, you know, I, I try to get them to install Linux so I won't get those calls like, hey, I got a virus. <laughs> Well, um, Greg, um, there's a couple things, you, you know, um, uh -huh. like you guys brought up. But first, um, Thursday show, Thursday podcast, um, what's the date, what's yes. the time, and how do we get there? Um, date is, this is Thursday, um, January 30th. Uh, it's 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can actually sign up. You go to our Facebook page, that's Blacks and Technology forward slash, I'm sorry, Facebook.com forward slash Blacks and Technology, and there's an event uh, there you can RSVP for. Uh, but we're, we broadcast on Spreaker. Uh, so it's Spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash Blacks and Technology. Uh, so you can find us there. We also have all 51 of, the, of our uh, recent episodes on there as well. Okay. So I'll just put the direct um, speaker, but also the event is on Facebook. Yes. Alrighty. And yeah, I'm putting it all in the I, I chat room, in and then I record. I believe that uh, Linux conference is called Scale Scale 14. Oh yeah, I've heard of Scale. Is that that's uh, Southern California? Yes. Linux conference? Yeah, I've heard of. 
I've heard that. I've been to uh, quite a few. I mean, most of the ones I've been to have been on this side of the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I've been to, uh, like, the Southeast Linux Fest, Ohio Linux Fest, um, a couple more Midwest Linux Fest. Well, you know, as we said, Linux is being used, and a lot of people are so unaware of that, you know, uh, free open source languages, like uh, all the uh, the software and the apps on, on the different automobiles are all Linux and open source software. Yeah. So, you know, hmm. if you're talking yeah. about uh, tuning up your cars or making your cars perform better or add, adding extra features or changing some of the uh, uh, screenshots and, and features on your uh, info system, they're all on Linux. You can go in there and just do that openly. Yeah, and on, on top of that, I mean, a lot of uh, uh, embedded you know, hardware, uh, it's running Linux. I mean, Android phones is running a port of Linux. Um, <clears throat> Apple, your OS ten, you know, people don't think of it or think about it or may not know, but that's running a port of uh, of Unix. So, I mean, Linux is ever. I mean, it's been everywhere. It's, it's pretty much powers up, you know, the web. Right now, most of the web servers out on the internet right now are being are run by Linux. All of our DNS servers, our domain name servers out there, uh, where you know that, that resolves uh, host uh, IPs to host names, uh, is running is running open source software. So, I mean, that should just tell you right there of the power of uh, of open source software, and especially uh, Linux. Yes. Wow. Now, Greg, this is a question I have for you, and it may take you a moment to think uh-huh. about it. So while you're thinking okay. about it, I'll let Jim um, do some announcements. But the question is, how will you and how will Blacks in Technology participate with the Urban Tech Fair? Now, I will send you our 30-day breakdown so you know how it takes place, but you, um, we just okay. need to know how you guys are going to participate. Now, Jim, you have any announcements okay. for the week? Uh, yes, there's a, a lot of different events that are taking place here in California. We just talked about scale. Uh, February is going to be a big month for the Urban Tech Fair. We're organizing right now to do uh, digital town halls. We're looking at uh, putting together an event for Social Media Week, February 17th to the 23rd. We're going to be involved with uh, Black Family Technology Week and the BDPA the BDPA has uh, national events going on in most of our uh, urban cities. The Urban Tech Fair is about collaboration. We work with groups such as uh, Blacks in Technology, Blacks in Gaming, the BDPA, to be, again, to bring people together and to create a new voice. As our motto is, discover Silicon Valley in your own backyard. There's so many organizations and people such as Greg Greenleaf working hard every day in our community to open up doors, provide resources and information that's just not being taken advantage of. So the Urban Tech Fair is a platform that we can showcase all the different organizations and resources that exist locally around you. So we're going to be doing a big push uh, as a gearing up and, and, and making a change for 2014. Uh, as I said, February is going to be a big month with us. We're also working on a uh, a hip hop uh, uh, broadcast talking about the uh, history of hip hop. We've got some major stars and and names and some of the founders such as Africa African uh, Africa Babata, uh, Chuck D and others nice. that are going to be involved in in that as well. So uh, look look to hear a lot more from the Urban Tech Fair in 2014 and especially 
uh, during February. Are you there, Jackie? That sounds very, very interesting. Huh? You guys got some big <laughs> things going on. Well, brother, it's because of you. It's because of people like you and uh, Dana Peru out of uh, uh, Seattle and Kai Dupree. Uh, the the way I decided to move forward, the genesis of the Urban Tech Fair was, as you were saying, you know, you hear the media talk about, you know, there are no blacks in technology. You hear the media talk about no yeah. black founders. You hear them talking about the digital divide. But there are thousands of us, and those of us such as yourself, that are tied into that uh, network, we're hearing so many good things and positive things and people that are getting, you know, uh, corporate positions and, and, and major projects that never get exposure. And so who's hoping that by coming together as a community, uh, an online diaspora, as a community globally, we can begin to promote yeah. and market ourselves to ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I, and, you know, that, um, and Jackie was, you know, she asked me the question earlier. I mean, one of my things has always been to reach out, you know, to other organizations and try to help out, try to support in any way I can. Um, it's been hard because, you know, some organizations, they, you know, don't respond or, or whatever. Uh, and, and that's fine uh, because I know everybody, you know, is trying to do their thing in their own way. Um but I, I truly believe that it's going to happen with the efforts of all of us working collaboratively. It's big enough out there. I mean, and we haven't even really touched on – I mean, we just touched in our sections. I mean, there's, there's a whole world out there. What I mean by that, globally, right? Like, And, you know, Ayori – she did a real good job in, in schooling me one day and in uh, telling me, like, hey, this is not just, you know, the U.S. Uh, this is not just Cincinnati. This is not just San Francisco or Oakland. or We need to think globally, period. There's and, Africa. And There's a whole continent that, out there. That's so true. I tell people often that the same mobile game that, that you develop here in the U.S. or the same mobile app that you develop here We'll work in Germany, we'll work in South America, we'll work in China. So you've got to think yeah. globally. It's been amazing, you know, the, you take our Facebook page, for example. We have brothers commenting and active there from Russia. We have brothers from uh, Japan, yeah. uh, uh, from Africa, from all over the world that are posting. So, you know, they're looking at us. We're looking at them. It's just a matter of us reaching out, thinking outside of the box, thinking outside of traditional media, and using technology to create a voice mm -hmm. for ourselves. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and this is the Internet, right? So uh, we go as far as the Internet goes, which is everywhere, uh, just about. And, and places and, that don't have you know, the Internet, you know, trying to get the Internet to them. And, you know, it's so funny, Ray, because one of the first Google Hangouts that I ever did, when before people even knew Google uh, Plus and what Google Hangouts were, was with you and uh, yeah. um, I can't think of her name out of Philadelphia. It was about six people you had online doing uh, Google, you're talking Google about Hangouts. Chris Curtis. Yeah, you're talking about uh, Chris Curtis. Yep. 
Right. She's married now. I don't yeah, know I remember her new that. married name is. <laughs> but there's yeah. just so many people I met on that call. And, uh, you know, you do those type of things not only uh, uh, on Google+, Plus, but, you know, you're everywhere on Twitter, uh, uh, on LinkedIn. I, I see your name and the conversations, and you're creating content. You're creating events. Uh, you're, you're creating a reason yeah. for us to get involved in technology. I often say, why do you watch TV? Uh, because of what's on it. And uh, when we start creating content yeah. that's about us, for us, from us, then you'll see more blacks involved in technology. Yeah, I, and yeah, I echo, echo that point. I've been trying to preach that for, for the longest as far as creating content. I see brothers like, um, you know, Kai Dupuy. I see people like... Um, uh, 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 what's his Keith Townsend? He's a virtualization cloud guru, uh, and mm. and and you know people like Ayori who you know who writes blogs. And and my thing is, you know, if we're if we're trying to to change uh, the way people think about technology, the way people view technologists as a whole, you know, we need to be out there. We need to be creating content, and the content doesn't. It shouldn't just evolve around, you know, diversity either. It, it, we need to be talking about technology and the way we use it and creating technology, building technology, uh, the way we work with it, uh, and, you know, all types of stuff in, in order to, you know, to, to really close that gap. So I always preach, you know, if, you, if you're a technologist and, and if you've got any type of love for writing at all, get yourself a blog put that technology content out there, you know, and and bring it to the people, you know, come to come to Blacks and Technology, post that you, you've got a blog, let people uh, read it, you know, just get it out there so that we can, you know, all have some skin in the game, really, you know. You know, kind of getting back to Jackie's question about the involvement of uh, Blacks and Technology with the Urban Tech Fair, as I said in the beginning of this conversation, was that you were one of the reasons we started the uh, the Urban Tech Fair because following the example of what you were already doing in Ohio, and you have been on the ground floor and supportive mm-hmm. of this effort uh, for the last couple of years. Whenever I'm trying to do every anything, I see your name, I, I see you come forward, and you you know shared our message uh, with your network. And you know the the secret to Silicon Valley is collaboration, working together and sharing information and resources. Yes. And that's something that you do on a daily basis. And I just have to commend you for it, brother. And, you know, we're so glad and happy to know that, you know, Appreciate we have it. someone of your statue on board and working with us. I know that uh, Herschel has been talking to you about the Ohio uh, OKI, uh, the Urban Tech Fair in the Ohio-Cincinnati area, uh, working through Cincinnati Change. Mm-hmm. I know that... Uh, you and uh, 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 Wayne Wayne Hicks have been talking about doing some things yep. with the uh, BDPA high school computer competition. So it's about creating, as you said earlier, on the ground actual events so that people come out their house and see black faces and see things in their own neighborhood instead of just, quote, unquote, this imaginary yes. world. We've got to find a way to reach people where they're at because everybody has a skill, everybody has a talent. They may not be a writer, but they, they might be, be able to draw. 
and you know there's great opportunities in in the graphic arts field. Uh, they may not be able to uh, to draw or write or sing, but you know everybody has a skill or a talent, whether it be understanding machines or understanding math or understanding code. And when we come together, yeah. there's someone around you that has the skills that you're lacking to make your vision or your dream come true. Yeah, and wouldn't it be great to, you know, have this huge community, if not, if not just, you know, uh, not just blacks in technology, but of Urban Tech Fair, BDPA, of Black Girls Code, or whatever, just have this this whole ecosystem to be able to uh, to to nurture the talents of our own community and, you know, then say, hey, you know, I might know, not know the answer or I might not have what you're looking for, but our partner or, or, you know, the people who we're affiliated with might know the answer and be able to send that person to, to that organization. That's, that's, really what it, boy, I, that's really what I'm looking for. That's, those are the type of collaborations. I, I want to be able to provide, you know, resources uh, and, and for – you know, especially the blacks and technology members, but as to the community as a whole. Uh, and we can't do that if we are all working in silos uh, and exactly. you know, trying to and trying to make you know boil you know boil the ocean, as they say. You know, we <laughs> we have to do it. We have to do it uh, collaboratively. And I agree. And, you know, like I said, it's so promising. The names and the people that you're mentioning all have the same mindset that we're talking about here. Everybody is open. Everybody is looking at as how they can uh, support, how they can work with others. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, that's what it's about, getting more of us to break down some of these myths. Now, we've talked so far on the show about software, Linux, uh, coding. We've we've talked some about about hardware, about Raspberry Pi and robotics and so forth. But we haven't mentioned when you said ecosystem. This brought it to mind the other key point of access, not only to broadband infrastructure and technology, but access to funding to move our ideas forward. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the uh, promise of uh, crowdfunding and the Jobs Act in our community? Yeah, I mean, just uh, the experience that I, that I've had and what I've seen uh, with crowdfunding is, it's a great way for uh, the little people, you know, to to get into the game, right? Um, a lot of people they kind of feel left out because they they feel that automatically they need you know VCs or or whatever and it, to get funding. Uh, in order for the idea to take off. And so, you know, the whole crowdfunding movement is allowing the little person who has an idea uh, who who might not have the funds or might not be in a geographical location or area or, or have that type of connection and those, source, those resources to get funding. Uh, it gives them a, a, the ability to be able to, you know, reach out, to you know, maybe their followers or maybe you know their supporters or family members and things like that, uh, and be able to get funds to to uh, to move on with their with their ideas. So I think uh, crowdfunding is, is a great platform, uh, and I think it's going to continue to grow. You know, I believe it's an effective tool for lifting our our, our own community up, empowering our own community. Uh, you think about the fact that crowdfunding has been around less than five years. I mean, five uh-huh. years ago, Kickstarter didn't exist. 
but crowdfunding has raised $65 billion of straight wow. venture capital investment. It's created over 200,000 jobs. Now, that's, you know, that, that, those are our national numbers, but when you stop to think that how much money is in our community, how many of our uh, baby boomers are now retiring from the corporate and those city jobs, I like to say, why flip a house when you could flip a startup? If we just would put a thousand or five thousand dollars into new businesses in our own neighborhood, think how many uh, secondary and auxiliary businesses would benefit from it. Because if you put a, yeah. a a coding company, you fund a coding company, then they're going to need janitors. They're going to go out for lunches. It's going to help everybody. That money is going to be spread throughout the community. So we can begin to come together and have that trust and be able to invest in ourselves and invest in new ideas. It's going to lift up the whole community and prepare them for the future in terms of this, uh, uh, what I like to call commerce of the future, of the product mm-hmm. of ideas. Yeah, I agree. And, and uh, just to add on to what you were saying, especially about trust, uh, I mean that's one that's huge. Uh, I think that's one of the limiting uh, things w- within our community is, for the most part, you know, some of us don't trust each other, uh, and I think that you know if if, if we can build, and and I, I mean I, I I see that in, even in within you know organizations such as ours, not you know yours in particular or mine in particular, but I've seen organizations. Uh, you know, react where they might not want to uh, connect or collaborate, and and I think a lot of it has to do with with trust. But I think if we can build that message of trust and build that ecosystem of trust, and take this whole entire message uh, of uh, uh, you know how crowdfunding can help the community and bring that vision to our community as a whole, you know, I think that that's a good way uh, on how we can help build that trust between the, you know, our organizations and the community. Well, you know, at every urban tech fair, we're going to be creating a, uh, a mini crowdfunding platform and having workshops on uh, uh, investment uh, and, and financial literacy to make people mm-hmm. aware of the type of return and the different uh, uh, procedural steps of uh, it takes to get a company funding, whether you're talking about angel funding, VC funding, IPO, yeah. uh, hedge funds, how to, what they are, what they're looking for, begin to make our, our community more aware of it. And then through the transparency of the net, by the fact that the crowdfunding platform is local, you can actually walk down the street and see the business or see the entity that you're investing in. Yeah, that's that's huge. Uh, or do, do you guys plan on uh, on uh, on, ta- on you know videotaping these uh, these events or anything? I mean, because that's something. I mean, that's content to me, you know. And I think that's something that uh, uh, our community uh, can really benefit from from seeing you know a video and, and if it can be shared on on you know on Blacks and Technology, and I can get the word out to people to say, hey, check out this video. You know, this is is teaching you uh, about you know financial literacy and and, and how crowdfunding can help uh, you and your community. I think that's I think that's huge. 
Well, one of the organizations that we're partnering up with is Operation Hope, uh, John Bryan. Okay. And that's their specialty is uh, financial literacy. Now, like some of the legacy organizations that we're all familiar with, you know, whether it be the NAACP or the Urban League or whatever, uh, you know, their focus is more on the traditional end in terms of real estate and stock investment. And what we're trying to mm-hmm. say to the community is look at the tech advance, look at the opportunities. You put $5,000 into an idea, into a startup that comes out of a tech challenge. Now they're able to hire the lawyers, the accountants, be able to get their paperwork to get them to a stage where an angel investor would look at them. Angel investors normally come yeah. in with fifty to $100,000. So now you look at the potential of your $5,000 as just, jump to and then if you make it to the next step you can either get out there or you can wait and ride ride the uh the startup to the next step and they get to a vc now you're talking about one to two million um yeah I'm, i just met with uh michelle fisher the uh founder of uh blazing mobile and this okay. is a young sister young sister out of uh the bay area out of san francisco she has a company that is using, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, near-field contacts, NFCs. She's, yep. uh, uh, she's using NFCs and attaching them to medical devices like stethoscopes and blood pressure devices and so forth so that you can now take your phone and tap your blood pressure or, 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 or for diabetes, you know, check your different blood sugar levels and everything and have yeah. that information transferred to and recorded onto your phone and instantly uh, uh, transmit it over to your, your doctor or your health service. She was able nice. to raise $7 million to get her company off the ground. And she never wow. even went to a VC. She's just working on, on the first stage level of angel finances. That's the type of money that's in this technology field. You look at, you know, most of these billion-dollar companies, uh, be they uh, uh, Facebook or, 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 or Twitter or LinkedIn, they wasn't around five years ago. Yeah. They're generating these type of monies in less than five years. Now, you can't get that out of an apartment building. You can't get that out of stocks. It's <laughs> risky. But, you know, we've always taken risks in our community. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm checking out her uh, her site right now, and I'm looking at uh, the technology, the patents that she's been awarded, the company's been awarded. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think we, uh, you know. Go, go ahead, Jim. No, I was just saying, you know. Yeah, we've had a delay here. But it's like you said earlier, there's so many different niche fields and aspects, whether it's hardware, software, communication, uh, 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 wireless communication. There's just so many areas to be developed. As There's more opportunity now than there was in the 1800s when they told you to go west and everything you could see you can have. I mean, <laughs> the whole world is changing right in front of our face. Yeah, I, I, we just had a, a brother on um, on one of our podcasts. We had a, a podcast focused on founders, uh, and he had um, um, so a technology that could detect uh, infections in real time. This was a device that could detect infections in real time. 
um, I think it was bio nanotechnology. He's like a bioengineer, biomedical engineer. I can't remember his name offhand. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, I, and and I joke, I joked with him during the um, during the podcast that uh, you know he he was saying you know how uh, how hard it is to navigate uh, getting uh, getting that type of um, technology, especially within the medical field, how hard it is to get it past you know regulations and things like that. And uh, I joked to him about you know just show him. You know, show them an episode of Star Trek. You know how they how they use the um, the tricorders or whatever. Yeah, they waved them over a person's body, and they could automatically you know detect whatever uh, uh, ailment they had. This uh, his device is pretty much on par with what with that. You know, if you can pretty much have a device look over a person and detect in real time, you know, infections. I said that's huge. But this person is creating. You know, opportun- he's exploiting the opportunities that 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 are, that are out there. I always talk about opportunities are only as good as the people who can take advantage of them. And I think within technology, that uh, the opportunities are there. And organizations like you know, like Urban Tech Fair and Blacks in Technology need to show people or help people along to, to take advantage of these opportunities because technology is. It's huge, and, and and there's so many problems out there that need to be solved. We haven't even touched, you know, on anything. We there's still a ton of stuff that needs to be done. You there, Jim? Hello. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, you know, Jackie's kind of doing double duty there in the back. Accidentally oh, okay. muted me there. Uh, Jackie, do uh, we gotcha. have any people in the uh, chat room or, or uh, any callers? Jackie, are you there? But uh, while we wait for Jackie to come back, you, you, okay. you're so on, on point. You know, we, we've talked about just the tip of the iceberg uh, in this yeah. conversation. And that's what I like about your uh, podcast is because every time I listen to them, you have interesting guests, and I'm always picking up on uh, on new stuff. There's just so much stuff out there, totally, you know, uh, uh, you just can't help but be excited about it. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in technology, as, as always. I mean, that's what, you know, technology has always been, um, you know people on the cutting edge doing doing interesting things and I mean it's just something that I'm I'm passionate about and you know it's it's provided a good life for me and you know what I want to do is help provide that same opportunity to other people in our community you know I, I I've been in technology you know like I said for over 13 years and until I until I started Blackson Technology, I could probably count on one hand the number of black people in technology that I that I actually ran into. Which is, you know, to me it's it's nobody nobody else within my family that I know of. Uh no in in you know, the the opportunities that are out there, you would think that more of us would would be jumping at the chance to be in technology and and take and take it, you know, it's it's funny because we 
we see um, or we hear about people like Mark Zuckerberg or people like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or these other people, some of the richest people in the world are making billions, and yet we still seem to want to play the sideline when it comes to breaking into this uh, into this field. And I, I'm just trying to do my part in helping to demystify that whole thing exactly. to make people feel, you know, that it, to feel that, that they can actually do that same thing and they can actually create billion-dollar companies, but you have to jump into technology in order to do it. Um, you know, and, and you can be you can be a Steve. You don't have necessarily have to be a Steve Wozniak. You know, Steve Wozniak was the brains behind uh, behind Apple. Uh, you can be a Steve Jobs. You can be the visionary, or you can be a design person, and uh, and and have your uh, and, and get into technology and, and make your way into technology. Uh, but you know, we have to see it, and we have to we have to jump out there and get it. So um, we have know, to I'm, I'm encourage to... others to uh, break yeah. that mindset because every family, every black family I know, has a geek in it. They have some kid in that family that can work electronics backwards and forwards without a paper or pencil. And the question becomes yes. how we can create events and, and, and a status where those kids can shine, where those kids can yes. then in, in, influence others. Uh, because, you know, we get so caught up in doing things the way we've always done it when the world is doing things a whole different way. Yeah. You know what I like to say? I like, I like to tell people that, that um, my, my organization exists, so it no lo- so it no longer has to exist, right? Like, I don't I, I don't want you know in twenty fifteen twenty years for an organization to, like mine to have to exist. I want it to be uh, to the point where you know black people are actively engaging in, in high numbers in technology enough to where you know that playing field is is level or close to being level. So when people think, what is a tech, what what is a technologist? They don't think, you know, the, the white person with with glasses on, and or they don't think the Asian guy, they don't or, or guy or woman, or they don't think the Indian man or woman. Not just that, they think, oh yeah, that person could be white, or it could be uh, Indian, or they could be uh, Asian, or they could be black, or they could be Latino. You know, that's what, what what I'm hoping boxing technology can do for, for our community. And it, it, it is definitely a doable uh, a goal. It is definitely achievable. Yeah. And, you know, as you were saying, you know, I, I've, I've met so many people over the years, as you have, that we're running into thousands of blacks that are out there doing it, uh, doing the dot-com thing every day. Uh, whether you we're talking about superstars such as uh, Chuck D and Nass that are now investing in startups, or whether we're just talking about you know teenagers out of Africa that are inventing new energy sources and and and, and new, yeah. new programs and so forth, you hear about them every day, and it's just a matter of, of of again breaking down some of these myths, opening up our minds, and looking at what's going on around us. We have the tools. We are the uh, uh, the biggest uh, consumers, 
of, of digital content, and we've just got to move to become from a consumer mentality to a producer mentality. And you do that by example. It takes one step at a time, but you're showing yeah. so many positive people on your shows and your podcasts, on your blog, that they're now able to reach out and find an alternative to that quote-unquote geek stereotype. Yeah, and I want, I want to I want to do it with video as well. There's no reason in the world why we can't, why we shouldn't be having online videos or tech shows uh, as well. So that's that's another thing that I, I, you know, I would like for Black Technology to get into is you know well, we you have. Know, uh, uh, go ahead. One of the first things that happens at an urban tech fair from day one is we have a video contest where we ask people nice. to take their, their smartphones and their tablets and create a short video, a five- to ten-minute video, describing what technology is in their neighborhood. Now, you can win it. We're, we're going to be giving away uh, tablets, you know, iPads and, and, and uh, uh, to the winners. But it's not about the mm-hmm. prize. This is about getting people aware of what they have in their hands, the tools that yeah. they have available. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, that's, that's pretty nice. Um yeah, video is something that I, I've always uh, uh, felt that you know it, it would be a good way to to bring in um, more more people into the fold, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, out, out of all the tech videos that I see online, I mean, there's there's pretty much website TV channels devoted to it. Uh, I have yet to see that many, if any at all a black host or, you know, the features uh, a majority black cast or whatever. It's mainly white men. Uh, and, I mean, it, this is the Internet. This is the biggest media well, outlet there is. So there's no reason you know, why we can't have that as well. I, 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 I hate to admit it, but we are a risk-aversive people. Uh, we avoid risk. We want what like I call the black tax. If we're doing something, it's got to be three times better than the white man. Every T has got to be crossed and every I has got to be dotted before we even tell our our, our brothers and, and our partners about it. You know, we, we <laughs> take it to the extreme, making 30-page, uh, uh, again, I was uh, talking with Michelle Fisher, I was talking about from Blazing Moe, and I was asking yeah. her how she pitched her program and got it funded. And she started off with a, a, a two-sheet uh, a business overview. You don't need a 30-page business plan and 10-year forecast to be able to present your business to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's about minimal, viable product. It's about being able yeah. to convey an idea or a concept. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's just another thing that we have to uh, put out there. And, 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 and you know, it, somebody needs to take, take the risk in order for people to see it as risk friendly, I guess, you know, and I, I don't mind, I don't mind being that person. I don't mind, you know, putting it out there and, and trying a tech video show, um, and, and see, and, you know, just to see how it goes. So maybe that'll spark somebody else w- wanting to, uh, create a tech video show. Next thing exactly. you know, we got 10, 15, 20, 20 tech video shows. And that, and, and it's all about increasing our visibility. And if that's what, um, you know what it can do, then I'm willing to to, to take that leap and take that risk. 
And uh, just for your information, uh, uh, if you Google uh, L.A. Webfest, uh, that's a okay. uh, an, an award ceremony for uh, short videos for web webisodes. And it okay. was founded and promoted by a brother, uh, uh, Michael. I can't pronounce his last name off the top of my head, but it's a brother this, that yeah, put I that follow together. This, I, I follow this guy on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and he, he, it's he going international with the Con Film Festival and everything else. Ah, man, I wish I could remember his. Uh, let's see. You know, it's funny, I'm envisioning you sitting there at your uh, command console. Anybody that's ever done a Google Hangout with you knows that you sit there at like a Star Trek console with four <laughs> monitors and three keyboards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I love the real estate. <laughs> <laughs> every every time I have, um, I, you know, I have friends and family over, you know, they come downstairs and they wonder, like, you know, what am I hacking? <laughs> ah, yeah, you took yeah, that, so. uh, that small uh, uh, lab and you really built it into something special yeah I mean I've always been big on, on having a lab if you're if you're in technology uh, whether you're a developer or if you're on the hardware side of things or, or whatever uh, you should have a lab, and your lab as a developer can just be your computer, or you know, it could be you know a couple of computers where you you know you kind of test things or test your code or whatever. Uh, if you're a security person, you definitely need some type of lab in order to uh, test your skills as a security professional. Uh, but I've always been big on a building my own computers. So I mean, that's every computer that I have besides my laptop, I built myself. Um, but as you know, just just being able to have that type of environment where I can uh, take the things that I'm reading and apply it, and be able to see the results or be able to break something and uh, and and fix. I mean, that's the that's one of the best ways that I learn is is to uh, is breaking things and then say, oh, okay, how well, how does this, uh, how do you fix this? Or you know, I have this error and I'm trying to do this. Well, let me Google that, or or let me you know present this problem in our forums and and see if anybody knows, has has an answer for it. And uh, I mean, that's the way things with me anyhow. That's the way I solidify concepts and and theories and things like that in my brain. Is to actually and, 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 you know, go that, out that's and a great practice because I tell people all the time that if you're having a problem with your computer or with some software or a program, chances are that somebody else on the on the net has had that same problem and solved it. And so by oh, yeah. googling the problem or by going to different forums, you can get expert expertise that you can never afford to come in and help you solve or 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 find a solution. To 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 uh, what what's what's uh, the bug or, or the glitch that's happening in your system? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, and that's that's why I love the blacks and technology community so much. There's been if you if you just look at um, uh, our forums, right, and you see the conversations that are going. There are some brilliant people in our in our community. I mean, just extremely brilliant people uh and 
I love that because, I mean, it just gives you another added resource, another place where you can go, you know, no matter what level you are in technology, uh, to be able to say, hey, uh, I have this problem, or hey, you know, I want to share this uh, bit of information, or hey, has anyone ever seen this? Uh, that that type of that type of interaction is is something that that you know our community needs, uh, and I'm and I'm you know glad that the bit has risen and, and grown to be able to provide that. Well, I, I see that Jackie's calling me in on the other line. She must have got uh, okay. uh, knocked off. We're past the eight o'clock hour. This is an hour show. I know it's being recorded. I don't know if we've run into a glitch, and it. Was- but I just want to take the time okay. to uh, to thank you, Gray, for uh, you know thank sharing you. this information and and participating uh, yeah. uh, on the show. So before we uh, uh, close out, uh, please tell the listeners uh, uh, once again how to reach you, how to get in touch with our our, our support, uh, uh, Blacks in Technology, and some of the initiatives, or just listen in on some of the podcasts and blogs that you have out there. Yeah, thank, thanks, Jim, for, you know, inviting me on the show and, and having me uh, here tonight. Um, you can definitely check us out on, at blacksintechnology.net. Uh, so that's blacksintechnology.net. It's a community of over, uh, I think we're up to like 1,160 members nationwide, some people globally. Uh, so you, it's free to join. So just go there, sign up, get an account, and start participating and engaging uh, in the community. Uh, we also have the uh, BitTech Digest, which is a uh, technology blog uh, written with articles, technology articles written entirely by African Americans. Uh, that's BitDigest.net. You can follow us on Twitter. Twitter that's at Black and Technology. B L K I N T E C H N O L O G Y. BitTech Digest also has a, uh, a Twitter uh, page as well. That's B I T T E C H D I G E S T, BitTech Digest. Uh, we have a LinkedIn group. Just search for Blacks and Technology. We should be the first group that pop, pops up. Over 1,400 members there. Uh, Blacks and Technology also has a Facebook page. So it's facebook.com forward slash Blacks and Technology. Or if you just want to reach out to us, you want to help or volunteer in any type of way. Uh, there's definitely some things out there that we that we need. You can just shoot us an email, uh, contact us at blacksintechnology.net. Thank you again, uh, Greg. Like I said, we're going to be reposting uh, the links on our Facebook media platforms, and we're going to okay. have you back on the show because we touched on so many different levels, and I know that you can get deep, my brother. I've heard you talk before, so. <laughs> Uh, again, thank you for being a part of it, and we look forward to working thank with you. Thank you. Can I say one more thing? I just want to, you know, uh, shout out to uh, Yuri Selassie, uh, shout out to uh, Jewel Sparks, uh, Danielle uh, Smith, and Wavell Watson, my team members uh, for BIT, and go and support Startup Week in Oakland, uh, Black Male Achievement. That's February 7th through the 9th, uh, and go support that that uh, that event and that movement. And with that, we'll call it a night. I'm in full agreement. Everybody have a great weekend. And remember, the Urban Tech Fair is about you in the spirit of Ubuntu. We are because of what all of you do out there, you meaning people such as Greg and the other ones that we have on our show. Thank you again, and have a good night. Thanks a lot. You too.